Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us again, the motivational speaker, Sunil Godsey. He helps businesses eliminate their competition by unleashing the power of your intuition to earn the trust of those responsible for success in under 14 seconds through a process he developed called intuitive branding. And we are so happy to have Sunil with us once again. Good day. Good day. Good day, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. So have you been? I've been super busy in an excellent way. I started coaching on the personal side and then they, a number of the people that came through were entrepreneurs and they said, well, can you help me from the business perspective? And, and so kind of look at intuition from that perspective. And so create a whole new course from, from that and a coaching program, and then decided to test it with a number of people. And I uh, had nine that well, there were, there were 15 that helped. And of the 15, nine were, they added about a million dollars, over a million dollars to the revenues by just using intuitive branding. So stuff kind of works. So I love that you're doing intuitive branding. Can you tell our listeners what intuitive branding is? Yeah, absolutely. So intuitive branding essentially is using intuition to make business decisions. And primarily the way that you're going to succeed in business is by earning the trust of your employees and customers. And if you don't have that trust, then they're simply going to bounce. They're going to go to your competitors. It's really kind of figuring out the first step is, is to figuring out how do I strengthen my intuition? In our last podcast, I mean, we talked about sort of the different four types of intuition. And so how do I strengthen each one? Then how do I find my signals? And so once you kind of figure that out, then you have a strengthened intuition. Once you understand what your intuition is like, then you understand how the intuition others behaves. When you're looking to develop trust, when I looked at the research, the trust is developed in under 33 milliseconds. So a lot of you, the listeners who are listening or those watching are going to be looking at my body language. They'll be listening to my tone. And within 33 milliseconds, they're going to sense whether somebody can trust me or not. And it takes under 14 seconds for you to exchange either time, effort, or money with that other person or that other business. And what happens, because trust is a two-way street, and you're trusting people, you're employing people because you trust their creativity, you allow them to flourish, you're not looking at the bottom line, uh, you're providing marketing messaging that really speaks to the customer, you're not using you know, clickbaity track tactics. When you develop that trust, that's when employees want to work for you, that's when your customers want to buy from you, and guess where they're coming from? It's your competitors, and that happens in under 14 seconds. And so that's why my tagline is that when you unleash the power of intuition, you're able to eliminate your competitors in under 14 seconds. And as I said, was mentioning before, uh, you know, for those people who have consulted, they've tripled their customers. Um, one has gone from having 10 or 15 customers to 200. In other case, one, uh, one of them went from, you know, 400,000 to three and a half million um, within a very short period of time by just mapping things out from an intuitive perspective. And having people say, yeah, you know, this business really, really cares for me. I want to stick around here and I want to help them succeed. And so your job as a business owner, entrepreneur, manager, supervisor is to make others uh, intuitively feel trusted, uh, intuitively feel safe and so that they can trust you. And that's essentially what intuitive branding is. And then what you do is you take that intuition to all the different areas to see, okay, where can I improve my business? And using these people who are already on board saying, can I help you improve your business? And that just accelerates your success. Okay. This is amazing because as you're talking, I'm thinking, first of all, your voice is very soothing. So the tone of your voice is trusting, you know, and well, I've, I've said this listening to your podcast, you know, um, even your TikTok, you're so hip on TikTok. <laughs> and you, you know, but you do, you have a very soothing, trusting voice. And, and I do believe it has something to, you said, you mentioned tone, the tone of my mm-hmm. voice. And there's also going to be the words that you say, all of these things are vibration, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. so 14 seconds, I mean, that's n- not a lot of time for someone to, I, for me, I'm like, how do you trust someone in 14 seconds? But with that vibration, with the intention behind maybe the words is, is that kind of like what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, absolutely. The intention is there if, is, if he or she is, is claiming to be an authority figure, do I believe that person? Uh, you know, and so you're taking in all the things with the tone, the words, do the actions, actions match those words. We've all been there where we walk into a situation or we meet someone and you just get that feeling, that yeah. instant subconscious hit. This person is going to be somebody trusting or is there something wrong or there's something in this situation? I don't feel comfortable. And it's that quick. And 14 seconds is the outset. You know, you may not even need that much. And so, for example, for those who, I mean, I call it getting pitch slapped all the time. I get so many pitches that come through uh, LinkedIn, my LinkedIn DMs or my emails. And instantly when I see it, I know exactly that this is an advertising. I know exactly what this person wants. I know exactly what the intention is just by taking a look. And just showing it. And I show it to, to my kids because both my kids are running nonprofit businesses. Um, and I show them that, okay, boom, what do you see? And they say, oh, I think this person's selling something. So I've taught them to kind of instantly see, uh, you know, that somebody is, is not, doesn't really want that two-way relationship. And so if they don't want that two-way relationship, I'll never do business with them again. And it could be that, that that's exactly what I need. But how do I know that if they don't come across by telling me or helping me understand that what they're offering is what I need because they've gone in a way, it's just basically shoving them in my face, right? And, and so that's how quick it is. That's exactly how quick it is. Wow. Okay. First of all, I would have already been hooked. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, you just came up with the funniest fucking pitch brand ever. I'm going to pitch. pitch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm planning to do a YouTube playlist because I get so many of these pitch slaps that, oh my God, you know, like today's pitch slap. Oh my God, I, oh my God you should. That is so good. I'm going to try and get one of my kids to, to slap me so I can have that as the intro of the video. So Wait, I'm going to use that the next time a telemarketer gets me on the phone. I'm going to pitch slap me. <laughs> oh my God, I seriously love it. I'm going to use it too. <laughs> okay, you know, empaths really are good at being like walking lie detectors. We can smell bullshit from miles away and definitely within 14 seconds. But there are a lot of people out there, especially in corporate America, who have not been taught to, to even know what intuit is. You know, not saying outside of the job, but, you know, I was thinking about my major in college and, and communications. It was all about, you know, of course, important body language, but they really taught you pretty basic things. This is like going deeper. This is teaching people how to get to know themselves, know their intuition, and then use that in their businesses. And I love that because in my personal experience lately, I've really seen that shift happening within corporate America. People are really wanting and excited to learn about themselves and then learn about others and how to find that connection. So this is just so brilliant. I love yeah, and a lot of it is it's, it is subconscious. And so part of what happens, especially when you get into corporate America or what have you, is we start to put some kind of logical filter on our decisions and the way we see things. And, it, you know, what intuition does is, and I think this is one of the misnomers that comes up, is that what we talk about, you know, having a lot of heart-centered leadership and a lot of manifestation and sort of the, sort of the woo aspect of intuition. But when you actually take a deep dive into the four types of intuition, one of the biggest ones is experiential intuition, it's just, which is pattern matching. So uh, it's taking a look at the stuff that you've enjoyed and that you've hated in the past, uh, in a, if we're talking specifically about a career perspective, not necessarily in a, a, a career, like, you know, not saying that you were a roofer before you were a painter. This is like, okay, were you creative before? What were some of the projects you enjoyed when you were five? What did you, did you play with Lego? Did you, uh, did you enjoy playing with other people? Whatever it is. And so what hap what intuition does is it takes all these experiences, the learning and the experiences that you have five to 6,000 when you're younger and 28 to 35,000, these are per day numbers. And so when you're making a decision today, you've got billions and billions and billions of data points and it pattern matches to say, okay, what have you enjoyed in the past that really lights your fire? And then it tries to take a look at when you're focusing on, let's just, we're just talking about career because that's what you talked about. And you go into college or university and then you see this career and you say, okay, I think I like that. And when you get into the real world, sometimes what you think is a career is different from what you learn. And you say, oh, do I really like that? And that's when your intuition is going to start sending you a subtle signal saying, 
okay, what you thought is not necessarily jiving with what, what really lights you up. And so I'm going to suggest in a subtle way with these intuitive signals that you make a change. And when we get into corporate America and we get into these careers, we forget that we have these subtle signals and we're not aware of them. And one of the reasons is because the way that you go about in life, there's four types of intuition, which one of them you're the strongest in, which is the good news. The bad news is that you're weakest in the other three types. And when you're weaker in the other three types of intuition, that means that you are not able to sense what those signals are, even though they start, start to get louder until they get so loud that you can no longer hear them anymore. And some people have had migraines, rashes, and they've heard the words get out. And one CEO, he was running a nine-figure business in the mortgage area, and he knew he was good. He needed to quit. He was on top of the world, and his business was doing amazing, and he was in the back of an Uber, and the words, you're quitting, just came out. He had no control over that, and he went to his board and says, I'm quitting a nine-figure company as CEO, and he, he kind of retired and moved on to other things. But that's how the intuitive signals work. And so what we need to do is get back to understanding these signals and to strengthen the other three types of intuition that you're not weaker in, well, that sorry, that you are weaker in and strengthen them. And that's essentially what intuitive, my intuitive branding in you know, the course does and my coaching does is to make sure that they're strengthened so that you pay attention to those signals and you don't start wasting time in a career or a job that yeah, you, frankly, is twice the cost. We talked about opportunity cost earlier, right? It's, it's not just the cost of you being in that position and losing time. It's the cost of you not being in a position that you love. And so it's twice your life that you're wasting by not listening to your intuition. And that's costly over time, right? And sometimes we're just so afraid of what other people think. I'm getting a paycheck every two weeks. Like your intuition, when it says to change a career, it's not saying quit tomorrow, it's saying, okay, let's work on a logical set of steps to get you out of that career. Or is it bad career? Is it a bad job? Is it a bad boss? And so take your, what your intuition does is it's already taken a lot of this information to help you figure out which one of these avenues is the right ones. If it's just a bad boss, perhaps you just need to change the company or the team. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to change your career because that could be fatal because you're changing for the wrong reasons. If it's the wrong company, you change a different company. If it is the wrong career, okay, what are the logical steps of changing a career if you have to start from the bottom in terms of finances, situations? So there's a logical angle that's implanted, which is why there's four types of intuition. The first one I mentioned being experiential. This, the second one being relational. Who are the people involved? Who am I going to listen to that I trust? Because everybody's going to give you their version of what you think you should do. But who really trusts you that really wants to see you succeed? Uh, and that's very important. And sometimes it's just on one hand. Maybe it's one or two people. The third is situational intuition. What is the situation? What's my finances? Where am I going to live? Uh, what technology do I need to learn? And things like that. So the situational intuition will help you figure that out. And the fourth is, is the risk level. And so is it a risky decision? Uh, maybe that risky decision is good for you, but it's not good for anybody else. But who cares about anybody else? Right? And so if that risk level is tolerable, uh, and is within what you've done in the past, your creative intuition is going to say, yeah, go ahead with it. So it's your intuition is never going to let you do anything that you're really uncomfortable or goes against your values. Or it's just not who you are. And so that's how complex your intuition is. But the way that it works is so simple is that you don't need to know, look under the hood to figure out how complex it is. You just need to know what your signals are. That's it. Uh, and when you can figure out what those subconscious signals are, because it's telling you either through your body or your sensing, you already, you've already done that in the past, which is one of the first things I do in intuitive branding is let's look at the past and how all four types of intuition work for you. And once we figure out that pattern, you're golden because you've got now a template to make any decision in the future, the right one. And that's essentially what intuitive branding does in a business perspective as well. That's amazing. Getting other people to trust you, I think is almost easier than you actually really trusting in yourself. But, you know, if you don't have the confidence to get into that action, to actually do it. Yeah. And way too many of us are living through the values of so many other people. I, if you think about when I used to start asking people about how old they were when they first had their intuitive hit. You know, for me, it was five years old when my dad told me I couldn't have those video games. They were too expensive. And I remember, distinctly remember this voice saying, Sunil, go door to door to raise money. And so here's this five-year-old kid 
uh, going door to door on a Saturday. And I, I raised $200, $100 went to the video games, the other $100 went to charity. And that is a similar story in terms of age as to how many people really think about when intuition got them away from a fight or a bad situation or got them out of trouble. Uh, and, and it seems to be about four or five years old when they're consciously aware of those kind of memories. And what happens is over time, we have so many people influencing us in terms of what we should do, what society societal rules are, um, saying no or not allowing you to do certain things. And we start getting shaped by other people's opinions and values that over time, we start living through their values. And so if we're living through their values, our intuitions here signaling saying, hey, listen, your values over here, I'm giving you a signal. But if your focus is on other people's values, you're missing those signals that your intuition is telling you. And so part of what you need to do is to go back and get rid of those values. And so what are your values? And from a business perspective, what are your real core values, right? What do you really stand for? Not just, you know, the best uh, work ethic and, and great customer service. What does that mean, right? How does that drive your behavior? And what are your values that are true to you that you stand for? And, every, and once you figure that out, then you have that self-trust. And then it's maintaining that self-trust and not giving two hoots, about what the other people think about. And so you, people may call you egotistical. Uh, they may call you, you know, way too self-confident. They may start whatever, whatever those, however they want to name call you. But if this is truly your path and you're there to impact you, you yourself and the people around you, then it doesn't really matter what other people think. It just matters about making that impact. And when you make that impact, either in your personal life or your professional life, and you live every single day doing that, what other way is there to live your life? And if other people can't appreciate that, then that's their problem, not yours. Mm. Good. You're in your integrity. Yeah. And, you know, I just wrote about this this weekend. You know, I was thinking about the word faith and how growing up, looking at the women in my family, they were so faithful, so faithful. And I wanted to be just like them, you know, and so... I took on all of their beliefs. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, I think that those were chosen for me before I was born as well. But as I grew up and I, I looked at them and I started to experience my own, I, you know, I questioned, you know, what had I really experienced for these beliefs to be true? And, and how did I have this faith in something that I never really truly experienced? But I thought about, I really wasn't in my true integrity, not from my own you know, fire within, not for my own burning desires or, or talents to really truly go within and say, what am I good at? I remember someone asked me that once and I was like in my thirties, like, what are you good at Shanna? And I was like, I'm a good mom. I think we're not taught to go within and truly discover our gifts like that. You know, what makes us excited? What, what are we good at? What are we passionate about? Yeah. And, and that faith that is such a common story for, for those that get into sort of the faith and there's nothing wrong with having faith and, and, and all that stuff. But when that faith is not shared by you and you don't feel guided, then there's, there's a problem. And for some of them, if some of the people I've interviewed, they've stayed in that sort of lane um, until it, they could no longer bear it anymore. Uh, and when they kind of broke away from that, you just saw them impacting so many other people and, and helping their lives. Yeah. And yeah, you have to, you have to break free of that and have the courage to do that, have the courage to, to be strong and to move mm -hmm. forward. And then, right. and, and this is again, surrounding yourself with the other people. And sometimes we also have to make sure that when somebody asks us, what are you good at? You have to make sure you're not using what society wants you to use as labels yeah. of what you're good at. So if you say you're a good mother, the first thing I think about is I, I think about, you know, my wife and parental responsibilities that we've had. I mean, you can talk about time management. You can talk about building relationships. You can talk about establishing boundaries, yeah. establishes, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, propping up your values, organization. Right. And, and so those are corporate values. But yes. just by you saying your mother, you demonstrate those. So we have to be very careful when somebody says, what are you good at? That we get to, down to the raw skills that we're good at. Mm -hmm. And that's how we should be looking at what we are good at. And then what we happens is when we use those base raw skills, marketing 
comes out of that. Good marketing comes out of that. Good sales comes out of that. Good operations comes out of that. Painter, good roofer. But they're all a common theme is your good labels, but there's the same sense of rawness that everybody has internally. And then we can define all those other roles. So we have to look at things almost reverse. Kind of walk someone through what it would look like to work with you help them figure out how to brand themselves and build on their new purpose. That would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so somebody looking to rebrand themselves is, is exactly where they need to be with intuitive branding, because the benefit of that is they don't have to back out of the mistakes that they've made by being five or 10 years in the making. Uh, right. Uh, you know, one of the case studies I had was someone who was almost became a victim of murder uh, and approached me for coaching, but someone who was working for 15 years, making $1.2 million a year and putting little to nothing in, in his pocket. And when, when he came to my coaching, he spent years of uh, stuff that we had to scrape away. Uh, and when we did, and we finally worked on what he was good at, what he enjoyed, what he didn't realize is eight of the nine things that he was involved in were all losing money for 15 years. And so we fixed that where eight of the nine were making money and we allowed one to lose money because he really enjoyed it. And we almost doubled his, his, he was at 1.97 million. And instead of 150,000, we put 700,000 in his pocket, but you can contrast that with this, with someone. And this is the perfect case study of someone who, uh, so back in 2016, she walked into her her boyfriend's apartment after he murdered uh, his best friend in the bathtub. And uh, she was next. He told her she was victim number two. He said, I'm already going away for one murder. I might as well make it two. He locks the door, uh, chokes her, assaults her, puts a knife to her back. uh, And her intuition got her to calm down. She eventually escapes, but she couldn't even get out of her door to walk because she was full of PTSD, depression, anxiety. And she said, how? And then she took the next few years to heal she thought she could, but she couldn't. And then she found me uh, through a mutual event. And she's a, and she says, I want others. I want to help heal others. And says, so okay, well, you know, we've got, uh, and that's when she came onto the intuitive, into the intuitive branding program. And to date now she's, she launched a book. Uh, she sold over 10,000 copies of her book. She's we're, we're just in the process of launching her healing course. And she's got already a couple of hundred people lined up for that. And so she's taken something from zero, basically, and being scared to now she's getting close to six figures by just putting things together by working on intuitive branding. So essentially what intuitive branding does look at is if you are looking to peel away and start your own business, what I do is use your intuition first to strengthen it. We talked about that a little bit earlier. And once you're able to establish a two-way street, then how do you do it in when you bring people on board? So how do you get to trust others uh, like partners or bring on employees so that they fit with what you're doing? And then you give them, you allow them to, uh, to uh, you know, really, really survive and thrive under you. And then we move to, okay, how do you look at your customers, right? And so where are your customers hanging out? How are you going to reach them? And that's done intuitively because you have to think about what are their intuition talking about? What kind of problems are they intuitively looking to solve? Because their intuition is looking to add value to their lives or solve their problems. And if you are that person, then what you need to do is change your, your marketing and your sales to talk about those what does your coaching or your product or service help in terms of solving their problems or adding values to their life, uh, to their lives? And when you approach marketing messaging from that perspective, which is intuitive nature, then not only do you start stopping the scroll for them, but you, what happens is they say, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, Mandy just went and she wants to do, let's say, you know, light therapy. Okay, so I'm looking for something that's going to help me overcome some kind of problem I'm having. And so where would this person talk about when it comes to light therapy? Are they looking at specific magazines or listening to certain podcasts or are they looking on a blog on light therapy? And when you kind of educate yourself on where your customers are hanging out, that's when you start your marketing efforts to say, Hey, listen over here, I can help you with that. And once they find out that you're doing that, then they get engaged with your brand and that's how they start coming into your circle. And so as I said, with, with uh, Ashley Michelle. So we work uh, both on the, on the employee side and we work on the customer side. And the, when you have those two working for you, then you're golden. And if you don't want to bring on any employees, 
that's fine. Don't worry about that. Let's work on your marketing and sales first, because once they come in and they're aware of your brand engagement, they buy from you first. Now it's okay. How do you keep that customer engaged? And when you keep them engaged, they're going to buy from you more. So they might buy that first book or they might come in for a $7 ebook, or they may come in with a free PDF or whatever it is. But if they trust your brand and we get, that's what intuitive branding helps you with is developing that trust. Then they're nine times more likely to buy from you again. And so when you come out with the book, when you come out with a coaching program, they're going to buy from you again because they intuitively trust you in under wow. 14 seconds. And that's the whole part of intuitive branding. Uh, and they're not going to go anywhere else. So they can be bombarded with, with light therapy courses from other people. But because you've, you've got them, you're solving their problem with your, pro, your program, they're going to stick with you and they're going to tell other people. And that means your competitors don't have a chance in getting to these other people. You know what I found is interesting, and I'm sure this isn't for every business or, you know, every podcast, but well, first of all, we have the most amazing freaking fans. I mean, truly amazing. It's it's unbelievable. And Mandy and I love, love interacting with them and getting to know them. And it's, it's, it's amazing because, you know, they know us more than we know them, of course, (laughs) you know, they know Mm -hmm. everything about us. We're trying not to tell the same stories. However, it seems like we attract where we're at. Yep. And, and that I have found even outside of this podcast, you know, even like um, I'm a massage therapist, my clients are like me. When one comes in and they're not like me, I'll probably never see them again. You know, we attract the vibration that we are. So like doing the work is for yourself is so important because where you're at, I mean, so, I mean, don't you agree, Mandy? It's so funny. Even sometimes we attract even people we look like. It's so weird. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and when you have that vibe, that energy, that positivity, uh, when you're strong intuitively, you know, that's who you attract. And, you, and what's more important is that you repel those who are trying to screw that path up for you. And so that's, the, again, so you attract the right people and you repel the ones that shouldn't be there. And so what happens is now you have a huge quality of people around you. Right. Yeah. And, and when it comes to massage therapy, uh, you know, I had one, one of my clients was a massage therapist. And so she thought that just becoming a massage therapist, you know, people are just going to come in. But when he worked on who she was, uh, she was very genuine. Right. And so we worked on one word when she was genuine. And when she operated her massage therapy business about being genuine, she went from 15 to 20 clients to 200 clients. And she had, she had to start booking them. So, and again, it comes to, you know, trusting yourself and being grounded and that positivity. Um, and, you know, and when you take care of the inputs, the outputs take care of themselves is something I often take care of. And so when you are to exactly what your point is, when you guys are doing it from a really holistic perspective and your intentions are pure, you start attracting other people. You start attracting business. You start attracting the people around you. You start attracting the right crowd who want to listen to you more. And I think it's also important to mention that I don't think I could probably have done this with anybody else, even if I tried, mm-hmm. because I full heartingly trust Mandy. I trust Mandy probably even more than myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Trust that she will be able to, um, you know, carry me in, in many ways. And I hope that she feels the same for me. But it's just that, And I think that that trust between her and I is also an energy that is felt within that 14 seconds, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I call, it's called intuitive resonance. When you guys are both on the same wavelength, you resonate with each other. And so, and there's some research around this as well. You can get into quantum physics, you can get into mirror neurons in the, in the front. And so I love to come from a scientific perspective because there's there's going to be a lot of naysayers um, that say, okay, come on, you know, what is this thing called intuition? But there's, there's actual stuff that's backed by research that is basically saying that there's a correlation between what, what exactly, what you're exactly talking about. And any, and you, you don't need research to figure this out. You know, you yourself figure out, like, think about why is that, why are you with your best friend? Like, what was it about your best friend that resonates with you? 
Uh, and is it the topics? Is it like, do you just feel soothing when you're, when you're with that person and how is it different from other friends that you feel are, they're great friends, but they're good to, to, to keep away. What's that intention? What are their values that they didn't like? So now I'm slowing it down and I'm making a lot more subconscious and I'm vocalizing a lot of, your, of what people may think. Um, because normally we don't, you know, unless we have a really good deep conversation that, you know, a lot of these topics don't really come out, but people think about that. Or when they think uh-huh. about that, that's when you start getting into this, you and Mandy just really connecting. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't connect- always agree, you know, I mean, that, yeah. you know, there's some things that we don't agree with, but we always sure. have this very strong trust in this bond. That is kind of the foundation. Yeah. And your, your, your inner circle are not supposed to be yes people. They're just supposed to be people who will give you constructive criticism, but they really care for your success. Yeah. Uh, and they will always be with you during the ups and more importantly, the downs. Um, and so those are the type of people you want to have before you go through the downs so that you have a support system in place. And that's where your intuition helps. And it's no different in business because when you hire the right people, uh, they will go to bat for you no matter what. And even if you're going through financial difficulty or you need some extra help or you need to make the processes improve more or you need some help in the marketing area, they'll go to bat for you. They will start educating themselves because they trust you that you are making an impact in the world. You trust them in an intuitive level and you really care. And so gone are the days where you have this command and control structure and just looking at short-term numbers and not making the actions, not matching your words and all that stuff. That's why we have this sort of what they call the great resignation that's going on, as I call the great opportunity. And I've interviewed a number of my friends who are CEOs who have said we, people are looking to be treated better than they've been treated before. And so as people who own businesses, we have to step up and we have to make sure that they're taken care of first and then the business happens. And, and, and the CEOs I have talked to are start, there are three or four people CEOs. I've got another one who's got 158 people across the world. They're all s- starting to speak the same language. And the younger generation is just saying, yeah, I want to work for something where I'm valued. I don't want to work 80 hours a day. Uh, I want to care for a company. I want to care for my manager who cares for others. Um, yeah. And that's who I want to work for. That's where I want to put my time, energy, and effort. Uh, and as I mentioned before, intuition is a two-way street. So as much as your intuition, you may, be, you, may, you may have your game on with intuition. If you don't use it the right way, then you're going to tell the intuition of others that you are saying one thing, but you really actually don't care. And so they're not going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so that's why you have that synchronicity when it comes to intuitive sort of intuition. My husband last week was just his body language. He walked past me in the kitchen and his shoulders were just down and like, he looks so sad. And so I was on the phone with a friend and I said, Hey, I got to call you back. Something's wrong with Kurt. Literally. I was thinking like he got news. Someone died like, because his body language was so sad. So, and he's at the end of a quarter, he's the CFO of a big robotics company. And he was like, man, I just, my intuition is so off on this client that I've been working with for months months and invested so much time in and he's like this is the first time that I just read it so wrong and he was really hard on himself about it and it I mean we're talking a multi-million dollar deal that he you know was just waiting for that last signature and he was he said how do I trust my intuition again because this time it was so just far off what would you say to someone like that? So what I would do is that in that particular deal, the reason why, so he's, he, so one of the things he said, is he read the client wrong. The reason why he said this is that he read the client wrong. When did that start? And what was it that he read the client? Was it an email? Was it a delay in payment? Was it something they said? Was it the way that they, the tone? When did that trigger start? Because that's when his intuition started to sending him a signal that there's something wrong here. And so he's already told you that there was evidence. What I would be doing with him is saying, okay, let's put these evidence pieces together. And with, if there's, let's say there's eight pieces of evidence, each of these pieces would have had an intuitive signal attached to it. And so what he needs to do is go back in time to say, okay, let's inventory each one of these eight pieces. And what was the signal that gave me that, that there was a problem And so when he's got this inventory of eight signals, perhaps out of these eight signals, three of them were his three negative intuitive signals. Now 
he knows that anytime he gets any of these three intuitive signals again with a client, he needs to take a step back and figure out what's the problem. And so this is why failure is excellent for intuition. So if you fail or you, have, you go through a hurdle, amazing, because that's yet another data point for you to go back to say, okay, I failed or had this hurdle. Why? And when you answer that why with the signal, now you know that signal is going to come up. The next time a client is going to be the same way. And now you're going to have different tactics that you can do to figure out why do I approach this a different way? Are the terms not the correct terms? Why are they delaying the payment? Are they really a client? Are they wasting my time? And so what you'll end up finding out is that logical process that you need to do because you had one bad client. And then once you have that logical process in place, you can take that same process to every client now. And so, so that client is actually a blessing for all the other successful clients he's going to have because now he knows the warning signals. So he has trusted his intuition because he's already told you that he's, he's had that evidence. He's just, of course, hopefully he's listening to this podcast later to know that, yeah, he's done nothing wrong. He just now has some amazing intel for him to figure out how to get rid of this client if he needs to or how to make a change possibly uh, to get that client to sign off um, or not. And, and, that's, and then, again, establish that process for the clients moving ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might make him even a stronger, you yeah, know, it'll definitely make him stronger. His intuition yeah. is stronger yeah. because of this one upset. So yeah, yeah, and he won't he won't waste time again, right? Because what's happened is when he when he let's say those eight pieces of evidence, he's wasted time eight times. That could be a waste of three months of his time. So if yeah. he's wasting three months of a time with a client that's not going to sign anyways, he could be spending those same time, same three months trying to move five other clients that are probably going to get him ten times the deal size. Yes, absolutely. Right? And that's that opportunity cost that we were talking about earlier. Okay. So I have a question. You know how when you go to a therapist and they will walk you through processes to help you come up with your own answer. Someone's going to coach with you. Do you also use your own intuition to help them brand themselves based on what you feel from them? Or do you teach them how to t- trust their own intuition and then let them base it off of theirs? Yeah. So it's, it's a combination. So, so everything has to come from the person. So it's their intuition, their signals, their decisions based on their product or service they're putting out. But what I will do is that when they're giving me an answer or they haven't found something out, I'll try and see if there's some kind of body language or tone that's telling me that there's a hesitation. And then based on what that hesitation is, then we'll, we'll, we'll flush that out. Uh, and then we'll take a look at, okay, what's, where's the hesitation, but realize like I've gone through a couple of hundred businesses throughout the 30 years I've been doing this stuff. So I have a roster of business models that I've helped with everything from, again, uh, Ashley Michelle, who starts with just nothing and an idea for a book and courses now to working with Citibank and SAP and Rogers Wireless, who have thousands and thousands of employees worldwide. Everything comes down to that intuition and working together to figure that out. And so this is why I have two different veins. So there's, there's the intuitive branding course, uh, yeah. which people can have, and that's more of a self-study, but it has worksheets that gets them to work on their decisions, why they're doing things, because they're ultimately the one passionate about what they do. And I'm the enabler for that. And then if they want that more customized mm-hmm. with what they do, then that's when we get into the coaching program where we take the course and we customize all those different areas for their business. So when I talk about intuitive marketing, or intuitive operations, there's a generic uh, piece of advice that I'll give them to take a look at their numbers or take a look at their marketing speak or their marketing messaging. But then with the coaching, we'll take a look at, okay, let's flesh out what are you really offering? What are the problems that you're looking to solve for others? And then let's look at where your customers are in terms of you know what podcasts are at. Uh, are they on Reddit or are they looking at Quora forums? What questions are they answering or looking to get answered? And then that starts then the messaging for marketing in terms of your social media uh, your blog posts, uh, where you spend your time answering questions. And now what you're ha- getting is you're getting customers to say, oh, wow, there's someone that's actually listening to what I want. Let's deepen the engagement with that brand. Uh, and wow. then once they deepen that engagement, then there's other messaging we look at to deepen that further and then get them into the pipeline, get them buying and then retaining them with more products and services. And so that's where I come in with my experience with the business models and get them to map that out together so that yeah. it works with them, their timeline, their budget, uh, their intuition, that's realistic. Like it's no yeah. longer a brainwashing campaign for some, you know, like they did back in the day with the Liberty sticks for cigarettes. 
Well, basically to lie to people, being genuine just to sell a product. I mean, I think that people are not are not feeling that anymore. Yeah. And, and what, when it comes to intuitive branding, where, where you really kick butt when it comes to competitors is that this is a subconscious phenomenon. So you're tipping the scales from a neurological perspective towards what you're doing. So what happens is you are putting a subconscious barrier to entry, if you want to use business speak, that's really high. So for somebody to switch from your product to somebody else, they either have, have to have a really bad experience with your product or service, or the other company is offering something better that solves their problem or, you know, enhances their life to some degree. But if you've already taken care of that, then they're not, they're not thinking of the other person or the other company. So you have a psychological barrier to entry, which is what I help my clients through so that they retain that customer. And so others can be pitching them. You know, I just think that this world is too awake right now. These kids are too less conditioned for the bullshit kind of marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that, that's what 99% of the, the marketing is, is doing is that it's just this, the BS meter is so much higher because people are getting scammed. And this is where I, I talk about bottom feeding. So you can try and run those type of marketing tactics if you want. And you're perhaps going to get a bunch of people who are desperate or looking for that, that instant hit, whatever the case is. But that's not where the right fish, is. that's the bottom feeding. Those are the fish that are desperate. And if they do happen to pay you, they're not going to tell other people because they, they don't believe your brand after that. So yeah, the money is in your bank account, but if they're not going to pay you anybody else, you're going to have to keep churning and churning and churning to get more bottom feeders. Whereas if you kind of fish where the bountiful fish are, you know, they're going to bite at your, uh, at, at your bait and then come into your program. And that's going to be so delicious that they're going to come back for more food and more food using the fish analogy. And, and so, and it's going to be much less costly because they're saying, Oh, wow, I enjoyed this. What else do you have? Right? So if you look at Ashley, Michelle, when she started with her book, like she started with nothing and then people were coming to her for advice on how did you heal from almost being murder victim number two to I have a book now. When she had this book, there was this flood of people that came in because they had heard her in the news and stuff like that. And then people were saying, what else do you have? And th- that's when we started, she was saying, well, people are asking for more. Okay, let's put a course wow. together. And she has a, a waiting line right now for her coursework. Because once again, this is from somebody who almost got murdered and just wants to share her story, but she is so authentic to wanting to heal people in a very good intention that they're coming back for not just the book, but they're also buying the ebook and now they want a course. And now we're also talking about merchandise. And so now that one person, now you've got multiple points of income from a business perspective, but all it comes down to is they're trusting her because she's already helping them heal from their trauma. And when they're and when she has that impact and she improves their quality of life, they ain't going anywhere else but to see what she has, uh, what else she has to offer. All right, two questions. Number one, can we get her on our podcast? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll I'll hook you guys up for sure. Yeah, love to have her on and hear her story and help promote her book. Yeah. Um, number two, to our listeners out there, the reason why you're so special is because you do have that deep science behind all of this. I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to you and I'm like, that's what's so intriguing. And like, I want more because you're not just this branding company. It's you, you literally have years and years of experience and research and that whole psychological and scientific explanations behind everything. Like you, you're not feeding them bullshit. Like you have this, you've dedicated your life to learning about this stuff. So I so appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you very much. And, and yeah, and, and, and I, it comes down to case studies, right? I mean, those people who are willing to talk about, you know, what they've done for them and, and helping them. I mean, with the, with the person who went from 1.2 to 1.9 million, I mean, I gave back, he was working seven days a week and it gave him back one and a half days to spend with his family. So as much as the numbers are great, his family is finally able to see him. He's happier than any, anybody else. And he's able to have these hobbies that are amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, he gets the best of both worlds. And, and how does that feel um, when you see that? Oh my God. Like it just so cathartic for me. It is so cathartic for me because I've impacted not just his life, but his wife's life and his kids' lives lives. And, and they, this is what the feedback that I get. Um, and so even some of the text messages I get from the clients, from previous clients, Sunil, your intuition helped me avoid a $2,000 scam 
or, you know, I, I, sh- I made this move and I, I gained 30,000 in real estate or Sunil, uh, again, I, I, I went down to what my values and my purpose were in my company. And I've quadrupled the, uh, the people buying, even though I've reduced my customers to half the customers because they believe in my passion and purpose and they want to support me and they're telling others. Like those are the kind of things I say, oh my God, like amazing. And so yeah. when I make the impact of those lives, to me, that's the most cathartic that happens. And, you know, when I go to, you know, when, I, when my, my life ends, it's that impact that you have that people talk about not the stuff that people want to have and stuff of that, uh, that yeah. they seem to want to collect as tokens. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, that's most important. That's what I teach my two girls, right? My, both my, uh, my daughters and they're 10 and 15 and they're both run nonprofit businesses. Wow. Um, my oldest one has now raised over $30,000 by selling her art to help those with disabilities and illnesses. And my youngest one has just now started selling bookmarks to raise money for sick kids hospital in Toronto because she sees way too many of her friends on devices. And she goes, knowledge comes from books. And so if I sell these bookmarks, I'll encourage people to read. And she, I said, if you're serious, you have to raise 500 bucks. She did it in five days with two zoom calls. She pitched uh, my buddy on zoom and she pitched one of my podcast guests who was interested in seeing her pitch. And in both cases, within 15 minutes, she got a hundred bucks out of them. Good for her. But, the, but what I teach them is the impact, impact the lives, help other people, trust your intuition, you know, trust your signals, trust what's inside that makes you happy. That's most important. And when that happens, then other people come and support you. And well, for me, that's and the I, only way to run a business. I love that you weren't like, just like here, here's a thousand dollars to start it. Made that <laughs> no, no, that will not happen. It has to come from within because they have to learn that they have to be guided by their own intuition, their own feelings, their own time management, their own way of having priorities, fitting in with that with homework and school. And it has to come from them. I don't tell them when to work on videos or content. They have to come to me to do that because they got to have that passion. It's their victory, their passion, their fire, not me pushing them to do something because that's not from there. Authentically pitch people and not pitch slap the people. It's very authentic. And because she's very, very upfront as to why, why they're doing it. Right. Uh, My older daughter saw somebody painting with no arms. I said, they're just normal people. But why do we treat them as normal people? And that's, that was her kickstart. And the one with the other one was like, why why are I'm trying to talk to my friends. They're all on devices. Uh, and I asked them a question about some knowledge and they don't know, but I just read a book here or I learned this and I gained that knowledge. And Taylor Swift is, um, well, she's a singer and Taylor Swift donated to sick kids. She goes, I want to help sick kids also feel better by me raising money. So that's how that, that came together. But, it's, it, but those stories came from them, what impacted them, what did they see, what's, what's, what's their value, what, what do they want to change? And that drives, that purpose drives with the passion that they're in. And when you match purpose, passion and purpose together, you've got a business model that people can't beat because it comes from something within. And even if somebody wants to copy you, that passion and purpose is not theirs. The business model may be, but people aren't coming to you for your business model. They're coming to you for what you believe or what you represent. And mm-hmm. so even in some of the products that you buy, even if you go to McDonald's or if you go to Walmart, you buy something. Something emotionally has touched you when you bought that piece of clothing from Walmart. Maybe it's the price point. Maybe it makes you feel good. You go to McDonald's because maybe it helps your family or you want to change your diet because it's going to make you feel better, right? And so those are the passions and the internal values that that you start to vibrate with from a frequency perspective. And when you run a business from that perspective, as we were talking earlier, you start to attract those people from a frequency perspective and they ain't going anywhere else because a frequency somewhere else at a different mm-hmm. level, then your business is going to succeed. That's how, and that's how intuitive branding is really all about. Wow. That was a perfect, perfect way to wrap this up. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tell our listeners where they can learn more about the intuitive branding. Tell them about your coaching and where they can find your information. We will also be posting it in the show notes and blasting it out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to all, all my socials. Uh, I'm on sunilgatsu.com. Uh, there's a link to uh, my webinar and you guys can p- post that link to, that's a free webinar to give them uh, a good overview on what uh, what the different intuitive services are, the different branding service areas. There's eight different areas. And then they can either choose self-study, which is a two, uh, course, which is $2,000, or they can have me either go through uh, each one of the individual ones um, with a customized approach, or we can take a deep dive into any one of them. 
Uh, and that's uh, at $10,000 for, and I work with uh, six on a six uh, monthly calls to take each one of those units. And we take a deep dive into figuring out what's where they're going to you know, really succeed from that intuitive branding perspective. Um, and so the choice is theirs. So it all depends upon price point. Um, if they want to do it in, in a self-study perspective, they can do it that way. Give you guys the links to both of those. And thank you so much for being an affiliate with us. Our listeners are always looking for a way to support us and our amazing guests. So it's just a win-win and we appreciate you, you know, being a supporter of Sense of Flow as well by doing that. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you very much. You, you know, I was just looking at your name. How cool that you have son and God in your name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I never even thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess things happen for a reason. It's so pretty. What is, does your name have meaning behind it? Like- yeah, so Neil is the color blue and it's a very soothing color when it comes to doing anything. So I have that, that soothing characteristic about me using sort of the, the color blue. And so, and I'm also known as a guru when it comes to, if you look at astrology, I'm a very, based on my birth date and, and time, I'm a very strong guru, which is a teacher. And so my purpose in this life is to teach and to impart knowledge. Uh, and that's my sole function. Um, mm. And when I do impart knowledge, success starts to uh, come behind me. And if you look at all the times I've been successful, it's when I've listened to myself and imparted knowledge. And the times when I wasn't successful is when I didn't listen to myself or didn't listen to my intuition and started doing things for other people's values or societal norms. And I wasn't really imparting knowledge. And so my life became sort of humdrum. So mm-hmm. very, very clear in, in correlating the past events to exactly what I what my purpose is in, in this life. I love you. your good intentions. Everything has a reason and, and your trust in your intuition and your journey to share that with the world so that we all can be successful. I, I just really admire you and, and thank you so much for coming on again. Oh, thank you very much. And, and again, when I impart knowledge, I just, I tell other people the same intention that I have that I put out into the world. I give them their gift of being intentional in their world. Uh, and I impart that knowledge for them so that they can impact other people's lives, just like I do. And just like you guys are doing as well. Well, I'm excited. I know we talked about it before to see what your girls do and how I can only imagine how strong and driven and uh, honest and full of integrity these two girls are going to have and make a difference in our world. So good on you for uh, you and your wife raising two awesome little girls. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And and yeah, yeah. We, see, we see this every single day in the stuff that they talk about and the, the choices they make, uh, the, the people they move away from, from a values perspective. Uh, so it's, um, it's in this, it's in infusing into their in every aspect of their lives and i'm just Uh, happy that we're able to do that for them that word too infusing so as you know because you were on before at the end of every episode and now it's time for break that shit down the best thing to do is take a step back get yourself away from the noise and start experiencing your intuitive signals. Start asking questions that are meaningful to you and listen to the signals that come in because those are the guides that are going to tell you whether the direction you're in is right or not. And then from there, it's going to tell you what direction you should be heading. So walk in that one-way direction because that one-way direction is a direction to life being lived with full happiness and success. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sunil. It's been a pleasure to have you again. Great speaker. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for today. Take care, guys. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.